following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz, powered by Defy Life. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in the building with Coach Staley. Coach Kurtz is on hiatus tonight, um, had a little some important business to take care of, but of course, me and Coach Staley, no matter what, we're going to bring you the best show that we could possibly bring you each and every week this is episode 47 and just like we said every week over the next couple of weeks we're going to be previewing another region uh from south carolina high school league basketball um this week uh, we have somebody from region five of 5a um and we're going to be talking to him soon and we'll introduce our special guest shortly but as always as always as always let's get into how our weeks have been uh, Coach Staley, how was the week? Weeks blessed as always, man. Like like my favorite rapper Two Chain say, if you, if you got up this morning, you're winning. You know, so I want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to go out there and have another day. Even if we complain within those days and we gripe and fuss within those days, just to have another day is something we take for granted on a regular basis. So I try your best not to do that. The week's been going well. Really excited about the football team at AC Florida. They have an opportunity um, tomorrow to worst case scenario. If they win, the worst case scenario would be they can clinch a tie for the region. If they win and Dreer loses, they clinch the region title all by themselves. So that's once again um big shout out to our football program for turning around. They went 0-10 last year. Now they're staring at the opportunity to win a region um, title this year and um, hopefully make a, a, a solid run within the playoffs. So week as well. I'm still married. Boys are still healthy. So I don't I don't have many complaints. Um, how things been going for you, Coachy? It's been going good, man. I woke up this morning. Uh, the Lord blessed me to wake up and see another day. So um, I am I am continually blessed. Um my kids are healthy, as you said, and I think every time, um, you know, you got to thank God for small favors. And I think that every time you wake up, you got to enjoy the day, especially if everybody in your family's healthy. Uh, shouts out to just as you said, but shouts out to Hartsville football um, rolling along as usual. 
uh, still undefeated. Beat Will, beat a very tough Wilson team, fourteen to thirteen last week. It was a really really good game. Um, Wilson is actually tougher than uh, I thought. I mean, that quarterback is amazing. Um, very athletic, could throw the ball on a dime. Uh, anybody who's playing that team is gonna have a rough uh, gonna have a rough go. Um, I think uh, two more wins solidifies Hartsville's. Uh, uh, solidifies their region, solidifies them as the region champs again. Um, and uh, they got Myrtle Beach this weekend and North Myrtle Beach next weekend. So um, another two hard tests. So good good luck to them and Coach Calabrese out there. Um, but for the most, uh, I'm, I'm more excited about October 29th. Uh, that's when we could actually start tryouts and really, really get in there. And, um, you know, now I can start kicking people out the gym for real. <laughs> I can start, I can really start getting into them. Um, um, and, and, and really, really excited about the season coming up. So I'm happy, you know, two more weeks until we get geared up and, and ready to roll. So, uh, for basketball coaches all around, all across the state of South Carolina, I know everybody's really, really excited about october 29th um but we're gonna take a second here to introduce our special guest um this guy's been coaching for a long time um i love him when we're not coaching against each other i hate him when i'm coaching against him because <laughs> he talks that trash <laughs> but um yeah, he's a sideline bully. He, he That's what he is. You know, I was trying to figure out the word, but Josh, that's it. He's a sideline bully. But uh, really good guy, man. I enjoy uh, playing against his teams because they always play hard, and, and he's a really, really good coach. Uh, from Stahl High School down in the Chuck, uh, from Region 5 and 5A here in South Carolina, we have the one, the only coach of Breedlove. <laughs> What's going on, Brie Love? Hey, good evening, gentlemen. It's my honor and pleasure to uh, be on with two such um, renowned coaches here in the state of South Carolina who I've uh, admired and uh, uh, watched like, from a distance since I uh, started started this the journey here at Stall High School. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here like you, gentlemen. I echo that. I'm a blessed man. Lord continues to keep me and my family. And like you, uh, Coach English, I can't wait till the 29th. <laughs> uh, got some big things for our guys, and uh, I look forward to it, and I look forward to being on with you guys tonight. Again, thanks for inviting me, uh, little old guy from Stahl High School. Uh, nah, don't do that, man. Don't don't try to stroke our egos talking about you on this show and two guys you've admired from afar. <laughs> you know every time we step on that court, you're trying to take it to us now. Well, I have to uh, uh, keep my reputation. I tell you, all I hear about when you get on there with Hartsville or AC Florida, hey, you better bring it or they're going to run you out the gym. And uh, I like walking. I don't like doing too much running. <laughs> That's fine. That's cool. So, um, as our listeners know, we are previewing each region. And I know I just said it, but we're going to, uh, just to let you know where we're at, we're going to be previewing each region over the next couple of weeks. And today we have uh, Coach Bree Love from Stahl University, a representative of uh, Region 5A in, uh, I mean, Region 5 and uh, Class 5A. And so we're going to get into it. Uh, Bree Love, um, you have a, a, a pretty good team returning. Um, I had an opportunity to play you guys over the summer at Carver's Bay. Uh, I saw you guys at Coker and um, 
and, and, and you have a really good team. They play real hard. Uh, that big guy inside is formidable. Uh, you got a guard that's really that's, that's actually pretty good. He's got a little bit of boogie to him. You know, talk a little bit about your team. Um, what do you think? Uh, where do you think you guys stand, and, and 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 what do you feel the most excited about going into this eighteen nineteen season? Well, our team, like you said, we have eleven guys returning from our thirteen uh, man roster last year, and uh, so as we get ready to go into this season, it's going to be a uphill battle for us since we moved up to five A. Um, now we're in the same region with uh, Fort Dorchester, Somerville, West Ashley, Ashley Ridge, and ourselves. So, but what I look forward to is uh, uh, our speed and how we get after it. Uh, teams that play us, if, um, if you can't handle the ball well, you might have the problems with us. But uh, we have one shortcoming. We lost our point guard. And so I'm in search of a point guard to push our. Uh, push that motor up and down that floor. But I look forward to uh, how we spread the floor, how we attack. Uh, uh, we're trying to address the, uh, the big issue we had last year, and that was um, defensive rebounder. As uh, Coach Staley can tell you, he uh, killed us down there in the second round on some second shot. So uh, that's what we look forward to. Uh, we got a couple of new guys in that's going to help us out. But once we find that point guard, we'll be, we'll be really a formidable team, and it's going to take all that every night to compete in this, re in this region. Uh, as you say, we got um, Seth Rivers is returning, 6'7 kid, led the state in block shots with six blocks a game. Um, we have uh, Romello Grant, who led all of 4A in scoring and rebounding, 25 and 12 a night. Uh, we have a two-guard, Jalen Bailey, uh, average 15, five assists, three steals. And so uh, our, our wing man is back as well, Tyshawn Richardson, who gets up and down the floor with us. Uh, once we get that uh, point guard, we should be okay. We should be able to hold our own. Coach, I know you've already, um, with your military background, you've already done some scouting of your opponents. Tell me how you think the region is going to shape up this year. Well, they just had a, a poll out by a representative about how people thought people was gonna we're gonna finish up, and um, as the new kids on the block, I found it quite funny that all the other team coaches picked us to finish second in our region, behind West Ashley. Uh, West Ashley has uh, Kenyatta Jenkins coming back. They fast. They play sort of like we do. Um, we played them twice last year, and I tell our guys it's ridiculous that uh, we scored 80 points in against West Ashley twice and lost both games. Uh, and then you have Fort Dorchester, who has the supposedly top-ranked guys, Antonio Parker, that uh, plays there. Um, they got a kid named uh, Markel. That's really good. Uh, so Fort's going to be quite vulnerable. Uh, the big surprise is going to be Ashley Red, uh, who we saw down at Carver's Bay. They huge. Uh, they got um, Jamel Edmondson that transferred from uh, Northwoods Academy out there playing with them, and they just got a young guy in, um, a big guy, six four, six five. They all love to shoot threes. In Somerville, uh, they lost Shaq, but uh, they still got a team. I see them all of a sudden. 
Um, but the, so it's going to be hard for us every night. It's going to be a drag out fight. But I think our advantage might come that I have 11 guys returning. So I'm going to have a stronger bench where a lot of those guys might um, uh, don't have that advantage. And uh, 4D is going to have a new coach. Uh, Ashley Ridge got a new group. So uh, it should be okay. Our region will be real strong. Um, one of the things we fall against is we have five teams, but only three teams are guaranteed to play a spot. So that's making things even harder. So not the top four. So, but uh, and our region should uh, pan out uh, to be one of the tougher regions in the, in the state. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm, I know um, it's a bunch of really good coaches in that region. I'm sure you and Coach Smith will continue your um, rivalry against each other and the legacy you guys have of competing against each other. So I'm excited to see how things turn out with, um, within that region for you guys. Um, Coach E, what, what's our current event for today, brother? Um, our current event today uh, is we're going to be talking about the NCAA basketball trials um, and, and everything going on there. Uh, we have Oh, man, I mean, I, it, it, the story is so huge right now. There's so many people implicated. Um, I guess uh, we could just start, man, uh, uh, Josh, uh, Coach Daly. Um, I mean, everybody knows what's going on. Uh, Adidas is under fire. College basketball is under fire. Um, and and I, I, uh, it's a situation where, um, I mean, the biggest names and some of the smallest names, Dennis Smith's name has come up. Zion Williamson's name has come up. Um, you're talking about uh, an assistant coach at NC State. Uh, it received money, $40,000 uh, for delivering um, uh, Dennis Smith. Um, so, I mean, you know, Josh, where, where do you think this is headed? Like, where are we headed? Where's the state of basketball headed when you're talking about high school players headed over into um, college with all of this going on? Um, I think as far as where it's headed, I, I just think it's going to be some it's going to be some sanctions behind it. I think some people, some people are going to get a slap on the wrist. Some people might get disciplined a little bit more. But as more and more comes out, I guess we're going to have to wait to see how much um, factual information um, actually comes out with the proof. Um, just the, the threat of competition tends to make people reach beyond fear for the gratification of victory. And that's where they mess up. They look at competition as a threat. And actually competition just should be simply a beacon um, to let people know that complacency is their only opponent, you know, and what's happening in the college game is that people are reaching beyond fair to try to make sure that they're putting themselves in a position to be successful. And now with that happening, we're at this situation. So I, I, I sincerely believe that, um, it's going to be a bunch of black eyes from this. Programs are going to have black eyes. They asked to Coach K. I was probably more disappointed in Coach K's response is that he used the um, term a blip, like this whole thing is a blip, basically saying, I don't know if he was saying that it's not going on or 
you know, like it's not that big of a deal. Or let me, let me, I'm gonna I'm read this quote right quick. Exactly what Coach K said. Um, he said, Coach K said, I think it's minute. Coach K said of the tales of payouts, influencing peddling and bags of cash testified about the federal fraud trial of um, two sneaker executives, one would be an agent. Coach K also went on to say, um, it's a blip. It's not what's happening. So, it's, I, I mean, me personally, I do think it's happening. I don't know why Coach K would look at it as a blip and say that it's not happening. I think that's so far-fetched. It is, and it's been happening for a while, and now it's just on the forefront. Um, Coach, Coach E, can you pause the recording for a second? All right, so yeah, so it, it's it's really going on, but to try my best to answer your question, Coach E, about where do I think is headed. Like I said, I, I think it's going to be some sanctions. I think the NCAA is going to have to face this, and it's already um, the effects of of this have already started to occur with the changing of the live period um, on the men's side. You know, um, right now they're going to be two live period weekends at the end of June hosted by high school federation um, members or, you have, or, or, or private school members, but you're going to have to be a member of a federation, whether it be private like Skeezer in South Carolina or high school, South Carolina High School League here in South Carolina. So you can't, be, you can't host or be a part of those live periods if you're not in one of those um, federations or organizations. So it's already changing. They've chopped the um, time down in July. Um, they, they've got stricter periods in April. So it's it's going to be, things have already changed. And that's one of the major changes because it affects us at the high school level right now that the live period in June is going to be strictly on the high school coaches because they want to give a lot of power back to the high school coaches because a lot of this comes from all of the running in between the travel teams. You know, I, I'm a coach that supports travel team. I, I believe in it and I think it's necessary. So I'm not going to let the works of a few bad people um, style, um, spoil a whole bunch of everybody else. You know? So that's kind of that's kind of my piece on it. Um, I just wish I would, I just wish Coach K would have um, really spoke up on it because he had an opportunity to really, you know, speak on it and, and, and show that, you know, look, we don't stand for this. We want to clean up the sport. But he said it's not what's happening. So he, it might not be happening in your program, Coach K, but um, we wouldn't be in federal court right now if it wasn't happening. Um, Coach Breedlove, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, yes. Um, with the advent of so much money that's going between kids and, and college and them not staying in college that long, this is just a stomach of the other race of getting the best players. Coach K knows that he got to go out and do what he got to do to get the Zion Williams and all those kids to come from. So they just taking a chance that it's worth a couple of sanctions uh, here and there if they get this player because they know this player is going to fill the seats. They're going to bring possible championships and they know they're not going to have a kid that long. So, so the problem stems with the amount of money that's going to be made and the time frame that the kid is going to be there. 
so I think it's just a systemic issue when it comes to the phones that's coming in and out between college coaches and the players out there. You, I think one of the common denominators is you never see the kid from the Riverside or the upscale neighborhoods are the ones that you see it in courts. It's always the kid that this big superstar or the uh, kid that come up on the radar that came from nowhere. So I think it's um, it's just a race to get the kids into certain programs for a certain length of time because they have to make sure they maintain the status they have. And then you got alumni that plays a big uh, a part in all the things that are going on as well. But I'm with you with Coach K. had a chance to stand up and say, uh, this is the right way to do things. And only thing about with uh, the travel ball and all that, uh, I'm more of um, the other side. I think um, with travel ball and that, it has hurt high school basketball, especially down here in Charleston. Uh, you have kids transferring to schools every other year. I mean, you got kids doing a four-year pro and stay at, play at three school. So I think doing this will keep kids in the high school where they're supposed to be. And uh, I think it will uh, help, help high school coaches like myself who play in a area where we, have, we are surrounded by private schools and all that. Not that anything against the private schools. I'm just saying it, 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 it evens the playing field sometimes. And um, so I'm, I'm going to fade all those things. And like you say, it gives me a more voice when I'm trying to get kids in college and, and not having to go talk to another coach and all this. And, uh, and what is he doing at stall? It's what uh, I, I uh, advocate for. I feel you. That's, that's a great point, Coach. And I actually like the fact that you stated your, stated your mind on that because it's very important that we always respect and understand where everyone is coming from, man. So it's those, those, those are great points. We're going to go ahead and get into our topic for this show, which segues from that topic of um, our current event, which is the federal trial going on with the NCAA and the um, two major shoe deal um, shoe companies and the college coaches and players that are currently involved, which is decisions. A lot of times within our profession, people's future or their current situation can either take a wonderful turn for the, um, for the good or a crazy turn for the not so good just from something as simple as decisions. Um, we take it, um, a lot of young people take it for granted. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of grown folks take it for granted, you know, but your decisions dictate your outcomes on a daily basis, how you decide to do things, how you decide to look look at things, and how you decide to respond um, plays a major bearing on your life. So decisions are huge, but before I get into my, my spots, Coach E, I'm going to let you get started on the importance of uh, proper decision-making or just decisions in general so you can um, get us going on this topic. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of times um, these young shoot not even young young men and young women um adults um we have to be cognizant of 
everything that surrounds the decisions that we make like our decisions do not just affect us they affect the people around us they affect our circle they affect um our futures they affect so much it's 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 the it's the the butterfly effect you know when we make a decision it affects so many things around us and i think a lot of times we when we make bad decisions it's usually when we make them emotionally or illogically and i think that that is so easy to do it's easy to make an emotional decision um i don't like the fact that i'm not getting playing the particular playing time that i like here so i'm gonna leave as a coach i i I don't like um my the fact that these parents don't uh don't take to me well so i'm gonna find me another job those are emotional responses um emotional decisions that i think that um, a lot of people make the mistake of doing and you have to think you have to take a second like i I, you know if i'm caught if i'm caught up in an emotional decision i want to respond or somebody says something or or i'm going through something at the moment and i want to i want to make that emotional response or i want to make that emotional decision i sometimes have to take a step back and and go okay let me sleep on it tonight when I wake up tomorrow, let me let me see where my head is, or, or let me take a few minutes and, and and let me think about really what I'm about to do, what I'm about to decide, and 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 it's in those moments that you have a chance to reflect and think about, okay, well, what is the what are some of the consequences that could possibly come about that that you know is it gonna everything go to the is everything gonna go right for me or what's the possibility of things going wrong and if there is that possibility is it something that i can deal with are are these possibilities things that i can deal with do the positives outweigh the negatives do is is does the ends justify the means so to speak and i think that we do a lot more acting and a lot less thinking when it comes to decision making and i think it needs to be the other way around i think you need to think a little bit more um um take yourself out of uh uh that space and and, and give yourself a couple of minutes to really dissect um, what you're going to be doing to be able to make the correct decision and decide which path you're on. Um, Coach Breedlove, what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's one of the things I talk a lot to my kids here at school and my players, and I look at it a little bit deeper. How many of us actually teach our kids and our children how to make the correct decision? Uh, you say it's off of emotion, and I agree with that 100%. But if you come from a chaotic situation at home, uh, you come out of a situation where every decision is based upon what I need right now. Every decision is based upon my needs, and I'm not ever looking at the big picture. I'm never looking at tomorrow. So my the background that we give a child uh, always will dictate how their child answers and how they react in situations. So if we're not talking about conflict resolution, or you're not talking about uh, 
ramifications of something. I told my three daughters as they were growing up, for every action, there's a reaction. Now, that can be positive and negative based upon your action. So when you do things like you said, you need to sit and think about what's going to happen after that. But when you're talking about athletes and how we make decisions, how much is the parent actions play in there? If I see my dad, every time something gets sick, he gets upset, he starts yelling, profanity, uh, this and that, walking out. When that coach don't give me that playing time I think I want, and that my dad is telling me, why aren't you playing? When I come back and talk to that coach, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell that coach. I'm going to go somewhere else, or I might end up getting kicked off the team. I'm a firm believer that our foundation and uh, the outside influences play a huge part on the kids we see on a daily basis. So when we talk to them, we have to uh, deal from that aspect first and then deal with the player. So when I uh, when I uh, approach a kid, uh, whether it be a, in my classroom or on the court, I'm always trying to establish a relationship so that kid can feel comfortable around them. So their decisions in my presence will be done on a relationship basis versus just a situation basis. So that's why you have kids that don't act up in one class, but they act up in another class. Because you take that time and set that relationship. And I try to do that with my players. Um, uh, uh, I had a kid that great talent went to school, and he was there for two weeks because he uh, a kid was supposed to give him a ride and left him. So he ended up walking. So he ended up fighting the kid. So now he's out of school, back up, doing what he's doing. But he's a heck of a good one. So I think the foundations that kids get at home, in their communities, from their churches, and all that plays a huge part in the decisions that a kid makes when they're around us as coaches. Yeah, I agree. You gotta, you have to, you have to be able to teach kids to make the right decisions. And just the sheer fact that you are deciding to teach your kids conflict resolution, to teach them how to handle themselves uh, in, in different situations, especially stressful situations, um, should should render positive results for you in your program eventually, or if they already aren't um, being rendered to your program. So those those are great points. And just to piggyback on what both of you guys said, you know, decisions are something that. It's, it's, it's unique because we, we, we know we make decisions like on a daily basis almost every second on the hour, but they come in different shapes and forms and, 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 and methods and formats. Sometimes you got to make a quick decision. Sometimes you got to really think about something before you make a decision. Um, but you have to train yourself to think, young people. You have to train yourself to assess and analyze. And, and, and a lot of that does come from the house. But you have to be able to assess and analyze quickly. You have to be able to assess and analyze over time. You know, and all of this comes from decision making. And I think something that can help young folks when it comes to decisions, if the decision, if the emotional or abrupt decision that you're going to make is going to end up in a negative a negative result 
need to think about that decision, i.e. quitting the team because you're not getting the playing time that you want. Quitting usually never ends up in a positive um, result. You know, it's always going to end up negative almost 100% of the time if you're quitting for a negative reason. Lack of playing time is a negative reason. You might say, well, I'm not playing. How is that negative? Well, that means you're only worrying about your well-being on the team. So you have to really learn how to analyze and assess the situation before you make a, a decision. And, and the more you practice that, the better you get at it, you will learn how to make decisions at a, at a faster and more efficient rate. So when you get upset, you're not going to be quick to fight that kid. You have to be slow to anger. You know, that's in the Bible. You know, you got to be slow to anger. You can't always get upset and want to um, act out every time um, someone angers you or something doesn't go your way. So you have to be extremely careful with that. But I think one of the biggest things that young folks can do is learn how to analyze and assess before they start making these decisions. But, and, and, and they have to be taught that. But a lot of times parents don't do a great job of analyzing and assessing. So you can't expect their child to be able to do so. You know, for instance, like, like, like Coach English said, that parent gets upset and it's like, hey, you know, my child's not getting playing time, so I'm going to act up at the game and I'm going to shout things out that's not beneficial for anyone in the gym. Even my son that's not or my daughter that's not getting the um, time that I think that they should be getting. So analyzation and assessment are huge, man. And it's something that we all probably can get better at, even as coaches on the sideline. The referee doesn't make a call that we like. And, um, hey, you know, we might get a technical foul because we didn't quite analyze and assess the situation. And we, we, we make that emotional decision and we do something that ultimately hurts the team. So we have to be extremely careful with all of those things. And it gets right back to the situation with what's going on with the NCAA right now. A lot of these college coaches, a lot of these um, and these shoe companies had the opportunity to analyze and assess the situation. They probably had a ton of opportunities because, you know, we have a situation now where Coach Self from um, Kansas, you know, a lawyer said that he was asking for money to pay a player. Well, if he sent that, whether he called that coach or whether he texted that coach, um, when he was dialing the number or pressing the coach's name or texting in the message, he had an opportunity to think about what he was doing. And I know in my hearts of hearts, during that process, something, a small voice told him that, yo, this is wrong. You probably shouldn't do this. And he decided to ignore that conscience um, within his head. And now he's in this situation where his name is called. And now your negative decision ultimately is going to hurt your team because what happens if he gets found, if, if he find out, if we find out that he's guilty of this and it's true, he gets suspended for the season uh, or even worse, he loses his job. Now his team who has been working out all spring, working out all summer, working out all fall, getting ready for the season, just lost their leader. So ultimately you have to um, be also aware that your decision doesn't only affect or affect you. It, 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 has, it plays a role on all of the people that are intimately connected within your life. Or they might not even be necessarily intimately connected with you. But your decisions only don't affect you. So you have to be very careful because a lot of these coaches, when their names are going to continue to come up, 
and these players, their decisions are going to are going to um affect other people, like 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 the Bowens, like the Bowens young man that that um dad took the money from Louisville and 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 they asked the dad, you know, he broke out, he broke down crying on the on the stand in the courtroom because he knew he took away his son's one opportunity to enjoy playing at the collegiate level. Why? Because he made a decision to take the money now instead of being patient and allowing his son to make him the money later because he made that decision. So decisions, my key thing would be tonight is analyzation and assessment. You have to learn how to do those things. See, here's my question to, here's my question to you, Josh, though. The question is, is it, and, and I pose this to the both of you. You said the man started crying on the stand, right? Because he made a decision that necessarily did not affect his son, did not affect him. It affected his son. Do you think that is he crying if he never gets caught? Like, is um, is it a bad decision because he got caught? Like, I think I think that some people believe that. Some people believe. Okay, well, look. It's only this only became an issue because I got caught. If I didn't get caught, would it have been an issue? And and that I I pose that to the both of you. Like, you know, it when when and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate here, and, and normally that's your role, Josh. I normally don't take on this role, but devil's advocate here. Is it a bad decision only because he got caught? Maybe, maybe, maybe he took the money because it enhanced their quality of living, and and at that time it was a need, and he saw a way to cash in on, he saw a way to cash in on his child, but it wasn't just cashing in; it was making a better way for his life, well, a better life for his family, because like Bree Love said earlier, he said, you know, nine times out of ten, it's the kids that come from the not so well off. Uh, 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 di- a demographic that is are the ones that are, uh, are 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 usually affected and put in these positions to make these decisions to better the quality of life that they have. So, is this a situation where because if I have everything, you have nothing to offer me? So, are they making these decisions that are better? To, to enhance their quality of life now or do you think it's better for them to just grind it out and wait until that they can cash in later i think personally that this brother knew that it was a bad decision whether he got caught or whether he didn't get caught it was a bad decision it's just like shoplifting some people never get caught for shoplifting but it is ultimately still a bad decision and getting caught by authorities, this is where people get messed up in the in the in the process of life, in the in the chapters of your own life book. Yeah, sometimes you might not get caught by that authority. But there are other ways that you pay up, i.e., your child. Do you really want your child? If I'm if I'm a professional shoplifter, do I really want my child being a professional shoplifter? So I might not have gotten caught in my time but it's a strong possibility that my child will be because that's what i taught my child and that hurts you more than getting caught yourself so yeah these brothers knew these brothers knew and, and sisters knew that it was involved they knew that it was a bad decision whether whether somebody found out or not 
but they decided to put monetary value ahead of moral stability. And it's going to come. If you're going to be successful, no one is going to stop that. And as human beings in this world that we live in, social media, regular media, TV, they all make this look like um, everything comes fast, everything comes quick. And that's not the case. That's not the case. And, and that's what these people fell for. They fell for the quick hit because these colleges and shoe companies wanted, the colleges wanted them there and the shoe companies wanted them to sign with them when they became pros, ultimately to continue to help them make billions and billions of dollars. And the only people, the, that, that he, he broke down, Bowen's dad broke down and cried because he knew he, that decision he made altered his son's future. His son's ultimate goal was to go to the NBA. You don't put that much time and you don't do that much work not to reach that ultimate goal. But the decision the dad made when, like I said, something went off in his head to be like, you know what, don't do this. Chill out. It's going to come. But because he didn't make that decision, he his son got burned for it. Because really, other than a little bit of embarrassment and maybe some, some, some tax penalties if the IRS gets involved, nothing happened to you, dad. Because you didn't get caught. You really didn't get caught shoplifting when it occurred. But your son did. And now your son is paying for your shoplifting, for your decision. Because you, as a parent, goes back to what Coach Bree Lev said. We have to teach these kids that, yeah, that quick baked cake might taste good. And it might seem like it's a little sweeter and you're getting it faster. But that cake that you take your time and put all of the ingredients in and do it the right way is way more gratifying than a quick hit. And a lot of these children, a lot of these parents are settling for the, settling for the quick hit. And I know we all want our quality of life to get better. I want my son's quality of life to be better than my wife and I's quality of life. My mom wanted my quality of life to be better to her quality of life. And right now, all glory go to God, we're in that direction. My mom did it the right way. She scraped, she fought, and and, and God bless her, bless her soul. She, she, she put me in a situation and gave me a mindset to make my life better, my quality of life better than hers. And we're doing the same thing for my sons. So it's all about not falling in love with what the world tells you you need now and actually analyzing and assessing what you actually can get later if you do it the right way. So, yeah, Coach E, to answer your question, yeah, they knew it was a bad decision, whether they got caught or not. But they were banking on not getting caught because they saw so many other people not get caught. And now all of these names are being called, and we have this situation. And only people really being burnt by it right now are the kids. So I'm sorry I went on I went on for so long, but that's kind of what we got. Well, these college coaches are going to start getting in trouble too. Like if if, if Coach Self really did what what he's being accused of, I know there's there are going to be some sanctions and, and disciplinary actions against him. So yeah, it's it's a bad decision whether they get caught or not. But they have to. We we just gotta we gotta we just gotta do a better job of being 
better morally sound people all of us not just the people in this situation not just the people that you know that so-called do bad all the time all of us can be morally better because it does affect the people that we are rearing that we are raising to um in in their life whether we whether it's indirectly or directly but we all can be better so that's my answer man coach Bree love what you think well i would just say this um what price the one put on his own integrity and when he got to that price he sold but i tell the kids this when you get caught and you get tossed to the wayside that big company is just going to get the next person it's always going to be one of you around the corner they ain't gonna never run out of ball players they ain't gonna never run out of people that will uh, sell the sale for a few thousand dollars. It's gonna always be somebody out there willing to take it. It's all about what price your integrity is. And like you said, if you wanna do it the right way, or to be permanent, or you wanna do it the wrong way and always look over your shoulder, hoping you don't get caught. Amen, amen. Does, does that answer um, your question, Mr. Devil's Avenue? <laughs> It, it 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 does it does and, and i just i just um I, I mean now mind you i agree with everything you guys said um but i think for the sake of argument i think there are people on the other side of it that tend to think you know hey you know my child is not getting paid in college there's an opportunity for me to do something now and Bree love you said you know there is no price on integrity and it shouldn't be but you know a lot of people feel that there is like you don't know I, I, you know they they don't know what their price is until it's their price until they're shown they're shown 40,000 cash uh, or they're shown 100 grand cash or you know mom gets a job it, it was there's a there's, there's an article on espn.com that talks about the uh the coach from the assistant coach from kansas talking with uh a, the the runner from adidas and how they were talking about zion williamson and what zion was asking for and he was asking for it says in the text messages he was asking for money a job and a home somewhere in the area of the school and and i think when he when uh, uh if i'm not mistaken according to the because uh, i don't have it pulled up i tried to pull it up just now i can't I, I can't seem to pull it up but it said that um when when he did sign with duke the text back was well i guess duke did it you know what i mean and so you know it, it's it, you know how much is too much or how much is not enough or are these kids or are these they're apparent they apparently I agree. They're making bad decisions because at the end of the day, these parents are making bad decisions. You know what? But the, I, I hate to cut you off, but you know the worst decision that's being made, and I use it all the time, that these parents and these runners and these negative people that are in these kids' ears are teaching these kids not to be humble. And they're teaching these kids. To, Man, preach that thing, bro. Preach that gospel. They're teaching these kids to develop that privileged mindset. Now, notice I didn't say they're teaching the kids to devalue themselves. I'm not saying that. Value yourself. Know your worth. 
but everything that is put into your worth should come with an investment mentality. Yes. You have to invest in yourself, knowing that you are going to experience the dividends as time goes on. But no investment worth having comes quick because just as fast as they will buy you, they will sell you. Okay? When those investments come quick. So when you invest in yourself with the mindset of, look, I know my value, I know my worth, I'm not going to take this money, I'm not going to ask you to break the rules, I'm going to invest in myself, or like my cousin D'Angelo always says in in his barbershop, who's a barber now, bet on yourself. Because when you bet on yourself, you're going to make sure that you're doing everything necessary so you can win that bet. And what happens is these people develop this mindset and it's such a small mindset because if you're wanting someone to give you money, if you're wanting someone to give you a job, if you're wanting someone to give you this, that's all you're getting is a give. And eventually that give is going to give out. Now, what do you have? I would much rather teach my sons how to write books than to have them just depend on someone giving them a book to read. Because now, if I know how to write my own book, my sons can write the book, read your book, and allow you to read his book. So now we have growth and investment from all angles. And if you decide not to give me your book for me to read, or I can't afford to buy your book, For me to read, guess what, y'all? I have my own book because I learned how to write books myself. So the biggest mistake these people are making is that you're teaching these babies not to be humble. And a lot of people run from that because you look at, oh, man, that's cliche. That's old school. Don't nobody want to hear that. Who cares about being humble? You better because just as fast as it comes, it goes. And you never know. You never know. I'm not saying don't believe in yourself. I'm not saying don't be confident. But all of that should come from investment. You can't be confident on some fake stuff. You can't be confident on what's given to you or what they tell you. You got to be confident strictly off what you've invested and what the people that really love you around you have invested in you also. And then boom, before you know it, you got dividends. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard because so many people are telling these people, well, you making the school all this money and, and, and this and that. But you got to fight through all those temptations. You got to fight through all that bad advice. And you got to pray that the people that are rearing you are teaching you the right way. Because And you got to analyze and assess because no one gives you anything for free. And anything that someone wants to give to you in the dark and secret usually doesn't look that good when it comes to the light. This is going to sound terrible, but it's like dancing with a club, dancing with a girl in the club all night with the lights <laughs> on. <laughs> and then all lights come on, and she's like, you still want my number, baby? Oh, you no. Be like, you be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so it's like, it's tough. It's tough. 
you got it. You got to be careful, man, with what you invest in. You can't let bad people invest in you because they aren't going to only want what they put back put in you, but they're going to want more. But the good people that invest in you, like your parents, like your loved ones, they want nothing back from it. Just to, just to see you succeed, just to see you keep moving forward, that's the only return they're looking for. That's it. But the people that invest in you with their hands out looking for an actual physical return, whether it be whether it be monetary or, 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 or social status or anything that goes along with that, those are the people you need to serve with a 10-foot pole and stay even further away from because... It never turns out good. I'm off my soapbox. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I just I just hate when 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 people guide young folks down the wrong path. And in 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 long story short, yeah, it's about a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money is made in college sports. But in order, it all of that money that you think that you deserve is not worth your integrity. Like Coach Bree Love said, it's it's not worth. It's not worth your integrity and you can get yours. You're brilliant. You're equipped with everything you need to yeah. accomplish everything that you want. So well said, my brother. Well yeah. said, my brother. Keep it humble. Keep it humble. Um any any parting uh words on that, Bree Love, as we as we move on to our last little area here? Well, like I would just say on that is um you know Humility and manners, as my folks would tell us, would take you a lot further than money ever will. And so when I uh, think about how some adults are leading young people, what's going to happen when uh, that split second come and that injury ends that career? What you got left then when they all walk away from you? And, and no more endorsement deals, no more uh, people hanging on. And all you've been is that arrogant young man because people always gave you something. Now you can't go out in this society and function and nobody wants to deal with you. Yeah, I, I look at Draymond Green, heck of a ball player, kids in the stand, his own son. But look at all that yelling, screaming, profanity, and all that stuff. Who's going to want to be around Draymond when uh, playing days over? Who, you know, his kid is going to suffer from, as we talked about, decisions of his father. So uh, I think that humility plays a big part. And uh, thanks, uh, Coach Daly, for bringing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Um, yeah, oh man, I'm 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 glad I could, man. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and get into my closing, my closing statements myself, man. Um, like always, want to give honor to God, but my closing statement is this: focus on the decisions that y'all make, young great ones. Focus on them, analyze and assess them. I know sometimes it could be hard, and I can know sometimes people could just flat out do you wrong, but always think like coach like like coach um b love said man for every for every action there's a reaction but you dictate them all all right i'm gonna sign off on that one man close this out coach e. all right uh coach b love any shout outs 
Well, no, before we get to before we get to closing that out, Coach Brelove, of course, I think this is gonna be the the, the, the topic over the next couple of weeks and um we we gotta get your we gotta get your uh your particular take and uh uh the question is Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, uh uh Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and LeBron James, there's a billion dollars on the table. What five do you put on the floor to beat them for a billion dollars? AI, Tim Duncan, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon, and Young Penny Hardaway. Okay, well, explain explain your picks there. What uh, what brought you to pick that that particular team? Because AI is probably pound for pound one of the greatest players whether defensively or offensively, to play the game. Tim Duncan, masterly around the uh, basket, uh, uh, physical, smooth, can play all facets of the game. Charles Barkley, that mental toughness, that that drive for success, uh, that you-ain't-stopping-me attitude that every player should have. Uh, Kim Olajuwon, even though I love Shaq, Shaq can't do nothing with a dream. In um, <laughs> uh, Young Penny Hardaway at point, come on now, Kobe, Kobe gonna have a hard time dealing with that. So I think, uh, and they all have that one thing they were uh, success driven, and they did it the hard way. And uh, I think they would have a good shot at taking it. All right, man, Coach Bree Love, we appreciate you being on and. Uh... Anybody you want to give some shouts out to? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Military Magnet and Baptist Hill, the foundation that uh, made me the uh, fair-minded coach that I am now. And I loved all all my time at uh, Military Magnet and Baptist Hill. All right, y'all. That's Coach Bree Love from Stahl uh, High School, uh, one of the uh, great coaches here in the state of South Carolina. Once again, I said uh, I love them off the court. I hate playing them on the court. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, from everybody here at the Staley and English Show, man, we appreciate you being on. And good luck to you and your guys this season. I'm glad you're out of foray, at least for a little bit. I know Coach Staley is as well. But um, we're going to go ahead and let you go. We took up enough of your time. Um, but thank you uh, so much for being on, man. We appreciate you so much. Uh, thank y'all, and y'all be blessed, man. Uh, you, and I'll see you guys at Bowman on the 19th. Uh, no doubt, Bree Love. See you. Good luck to you guys. All right, bye. All right. Um, once again, uh, that was Coach Bree Love over at Stahl High School um, in Region 5. Uh Class 5A um, in their uh, region. They have a they have a really tough region. Um, they have a a new coach over there, Coach uh, Jacob Smith. Uh, him and Bree Love have had some classic showdowns. Cause and it's funny you try to run from them and here they come. Um, they're moving on together in the same region. Uh, coach uh, Smith is coming over from. Uh, is coming over from the uh, from Collington County, 
and in their region you have uh oh gosh uh, my, my my iPad just went dead. <laughs> Actually, they're not Region Five. I'm sorry, that's been our mistake all episode. They are not Region Five. They're actually Region Eight, and it is Fort Dorchester, Stahl, Somerville, West Ashley, uh, Ashley Ridge, Fort Dorchester, Stahl, Somerville, and West Ashley. Um, so we just want to um, wish all of those teams uh, good luck. Um, it is a tough region, as I think every single uh, region is this year. Um, and uh, from the Staley and English show, we want to wish each one of those teams, boys and girls, uh, we didn't get a chance to um, get the girls in uh, today. Uh, that's because our coach from head coach from Somerville had an uh, had a, a slight emergency, couldn't get on with us tonight. Uh, coach Calvin over there. Um, you know, enjoy your girls. Uh, he said he had to watch the daughters tonight, so uh, enjoy that. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and 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 we're uh, we're gonna give some shout outs. Uh, you know the question, Coach Bree Love just answered the question, and so we are we're gonna go through a couple of the responses because you know we put it out on Twitter uh, last week and. If, in fact, you want to join, as you know, as always, you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter. Um, just hashtag my five. The hashtag is my five. All right. So, uh, as you know, we're on the Defy Life Network. And uh, Defy Life chimed in <laughs> when we first posted it. Um, and their tag is at Go Defy Life. So, shouts out to Defy Life. Um, their five, Defy Life's five was the team that could beat LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, and Magic is, wait for it, Jesus, the Hulk, the Predator, Biggie, and Tupac. Now, I reached out to defy life to see if we can't get somebody on to defend uh uh their <laughs> their five but uh we couldn't get to anybody so uh i digress um uh because as always you can't just put the five out there you got to explain the logic behind your five all right so we'll go ahead and move on so we got next up we got coach jeter at Jeter AHS, his response was Penny, KG, Wilt the Stilt, Bird, and D Wade. All right, that's that's a pretty formidable five. Now it's got to be Prime D Wade, but then again, of course, uh, we're saying everybody in their prime. If everybody's in their prime, what what team would you put out there? Penny in his prime. Definitely formidable. KG with that wingspan, ability to play D. Wilt the Stilt, we already know too much to even say. Bird with that defense and, you know, his ability to shoot the ball. And then, of course, you got D-Wade, you know, in his prime. D-Wade was probably, he could score with the best of them. So, and actually, Coach Staley responded on Twitter. He said, you know, his thoughts was to uh, go with Penny. 
he said he thought long and hard, but he ended up going with his team. I think he ended up going with Jason Kidd. You know, you heard it on the last episode, episode 46. If you want to hear our teams, check out episode 46. Of course, you know we are now on iHeartRadio. Um, so you can check in with us on iHeart as well as every other uh, podcast medium. Um, and then we move on down. Coach Kurtz, who was supposed to be on tonight, said he had a new answer. He said he had a team that could beat that team. And I swear, I wish we could have had him on. But uh, uh, he, he didn't. Uh, he, he wasn't able to make it on tonight. Um, and then uh, we had uh, J.R. Glimp um, from uh, the Defy Life podcast. Uh, J.R. Glimp, one of the uh, host of the Defy Life podcast. His answer was Steph, D Wade, Durant, Duncan, and Olajuwon. I think they got a lot of length and some shooters out there. I think to beat that team, you got to have some shooters. And then uh, shouts out to at J David underscore Adams, at J David underscore Adams, Dave Adams. His response was Bird, Stockton, Malone, AI. And Bill Russell. I'm not sure about that one. Um, yeah, Stockton. Stockton would get it eaten alive. You see, and that's what I'm saying. I think Stockton is a little undersized. So I don't know if I really would have added him in there. I think Carl Malone. I, I don't know who he would match up with in the group. Because Bill Russell would have to get Shaq. I would assume. Carmelo's Carmelo's lack of um versatility. Yeah, I think his lack of versatility would hurt him. Would hurt them because what what they you got LeBron playing the four, right? Yeah, I mean shoot. So you yeah. think Le, LeBron uh 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 Malone can't guard LeBron at, at all. No, so so his lack of ability to stay in front of him on the perimeter and, would and, hurt that And who does I did. If you got Allen Iverson, who does Stockton guard? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I I, I don't I it, you know at, at J David underscore Adams. You gotta hit us up and explain that Deputy, pick. Deputy Adams, man. Like, <laughs> like, oh man, you ain't show me no love for my pick because that was a bad pick. <laughs> the team wasn't good enough to beat those guys. Not logically, not in fairytale land. That was just a bad pick. Like, <laughs> none of your picks offset offset their talent because if you go on Stockton and he had Iverson too, right? Yeah, he had he had you know, yeah, he had Iverson, so your one and two gonna get post up all game, all all game, and, and get the all the game. show. They gonna get the shoulder shimmy to the fadeaway, like shoulder shimmy fadeaway. Uh, uh, Jordan and Jordan and, and and Kobe gonna give it to him, and then shoot if if they defend if they go to guard Magic, he just gonna put him in the post, and, and you know it's it's the mouse in the house. Now, Josh, you were away from your computer for a second, so we're gonna go back to. One of the teams, and I want your response. Coach Jeter, Penny, KG, Wilt, Bird, and D-Wade. I like I like coach coaches um picks, man. I like I like Penny. I like I like the KG pick because he 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 offers versatility and he can switch on any screen and defend any position on that floor, any even to to the point guard. Um, who else he said? D Wade. Yeah. D Wade. So Penny, KG, D Wade. Who are the other two? <laughs> Wilt the still. Wilt 
Wilt and Bird. Bird. Okay, so those are good picks, but here's the here's the deficiencies. Um, D Wade isn't a, a super prime threat to stretch the floor. I think he can cause defensive problems for Kobe, but he will enable them to cheat and double down on Wilt a little bit more because D Wade they live with D Wade beating them from the three point line. Larry Bird would cause problems. Because in my eyes, personally, I, I, I'm not saying Larry Bird was the greatest of all times, but I think he was one of the top two as far as competitors of all times. He might have been the greatest competitor next to Michael Jordan yeah. of all time. You know, him, Kobe Jordan, they, they were unbelievable competitors. So Bird, Bird in his prime would find a way. And Bird, yeah, he's not athletic enough to defend – LeBron, but you can switch him. He can play the four or the three. And so you basically got four dudes on that squad that can switch on everything. The only dude that would struggle with switching on everything would be um, Wilt. So that team would cause problems. The only deficiency I would see is um, the, the, the the floor stretching element of Dwayne Wade. But that team will cause him problems because Penny in his prime was, was a flat-out problem. Yeah, yeah. Penny, <laughs> Penny was a st- Dud, man, and and you always kind of you always kind of feel sorry for the knee injuries, man, and 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 him just not having the ability to get over that. Okay, now I think it was strange. I didn't. Did you see anybody with T Mac on their list? No, nobody had T Mac. Nobody had T Mac. Nobody had Vince. Um, I, I mean, there was a couple of people that I didn't see. All right, so now we got from uh the uh from the Defy Life podcast. One of the hosts from the Defy Life podcast, Jr. Glimp. His answer was Steph, D-Wade, Durant, Duncan, and Olajuwon. Now, I had a couple of these guys. I had Steph, Durant, and Olajuwon, but I didn't have D-Wade, and I think it was mainly for the same point you brought up. He doesn't stretch the floor enough for me. And then Duncan, I just didn't think to put Duncan in. What do you think about the big fundamental? All right, here's the problem. Duncan, again, one of my favorite players of all time. But see, don't think about the star power. See, most people are thinking about, I'm going to go star power to match up with it. you got to sincerely think about matchups. Can Duncan, if you got, you, he said Duncan and Olajuwon. Yeah, Olajuwon, like I said, can possibly house Shaq. He would have, he, offensively, he would struggle with stopping Shaq defensively because no one can stop Shaq in his prime, not even Matumbo. But can Duncan contain LeBron on the perimeter? And the answer is a resounding no. So, so that there is your gross mismatch. And, it, and now KD will offset some stuff because nobody on that team can hold KD pound for pound. But especially this KD, this this mean and nasty KD right now, the one that's mumbling curse words under his voice the whole game, you can't stop that dude. Yeah. You know, like, like, like. Young KD versus curse word KD. That's what I'm going to call him. Curse word <laughs> KD. I don't, you can't stop curse word KD. That dude is a flat out monster. But the gross mismatch is the ball screen action between Shaq and LeBron with Olajuwon and Duncan. Duncan, it's going to be, even if they do a clean switch, who's going to stay in front of LeBron? No, nobody. Neither one no, of it's, them. It's, it's so tough. It's so tough. And then. You gotta just try to come up with a team. So I again, that's a great pick, but 
the Duncan as good as Duncan was. And then the scary part is LeBron can hold Duncan on the other end. He he's he's strong enough to defend Duncan and 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 make shots for him difficult. And there's not much space on the floor because Duncan and Olajuwon weren't floor stretchers. No, they weren't. Oh, I think Olajuwon could get to the short corner. Um, yeah, but more like so short, than Duncan. Like Duncan and Lajuan are, you know, short corner and the 45s off the glass and the elbows isn't quite stretching the floor because yeah. if I'm 6'9", like LeBron, heck, I can I can put my hand up at the elbow and Dern still near have a foot in the, um, <laughs> in the, the lane. Charge, yeah. charge circle. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so yeah, it's you got to be able to stretch that floor. Now, I like the element of step, but see, with this with this group, you got to have guys – that are 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 willing to get in the way and step ain't trying to play much nah he ain't playing now here's the thing with this group of guys man you you gotta have guys out there that can defend and i'm you gotta have nuts that's why why, for instance that's why i picked reggie miller reggie miller was crazy reggie miller was so competitive well he's one of the few dudes that actually tried to punch jordan in the face you know, because he was crazy. Hey, he, oh, go ahead. He had Jordan on. He had Jordan on the ropes that year when um they were playing them in in the um Eastern Conference Finals, and they had to go to Game Seven. Jordan and Pippen were on the ropes because Reggie Miller was crazy. Reggie wanted to beat Jordan so bad, he just never did it because he just didn't have that Scottie Pippen like Jordan did. But it's just it was it's like you gotta have you gotta have dudes that is that are crazy and you can't you can't beat this team by outstar you're not gonna outstar them. them yeah because they you're they gonna try to, duh, it's too Kobe because Kobe and Jordan like you got Kobe and Jordan arguably the two most competitive dudes to ever play in the NBA to ever and now you got you got these dudes you got these dudes on the same team like that's that's just too much. <laughs> All right, so now the last one we had, the last one we had on uh, of our Twitter people came from I guess uh, uh, the Defy Life podcast came together and put together this team. All right, their team they they prefaced the statement by saying we don't think anybody can beat them. But if we were to put a team together that could beat that team for a billion dollars, it would be Jesus, the Hulk, the Predator, Biggie, and Tupac. What about that one? Well, (laughs) as comical as this is, I'm going to go ahead and be a butthole in it all. I'm going to be a butthole. (laughs) Pac Pac was 5'8". They would trash him on the court. And Biggie was three thirty, so he he get ran out. He's only running from block to to elbow. If he's if, if he's running, um, <laughs> predator predator shoots guns, not baskets. So somebody might die. I would I would have a concern about that. The safety um, is an issue. Safety is an right, issue there. Right. I and you can't tell me that the Incredible Hawk has ball handling skills. You can't tell me that. And he's too big. He's he, he's just them. And then <laughs> the go-to man is Jesus. I mean, you go to Jesus, he's literally, literally going to have to anoint the rim so the other team can score. So you might have the edge right there in, in, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But 
definitely not going to um beat these guys with 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 Pac and Big. With you know? Pac and Big, yeah, it's not gonna happen. But and I, and I love me some Pac and Big, but though the nah, can you imagine Timberlands running up and down the floor? <laughs> <laughs> now rapping, now rapping, they got them. Pac and Big is better than LeBron and Shaq. You know, I'm just saying. Know. Cody I'm just was smooth on that Brian McKnight oh, song. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> he was smooth on that Brian McKnight song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been, been the worst cameo rap I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what are you doing? What, 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 what are you doing? Them boys get that. They get them NBA contracts. They're like, shit, I, I, I can F up a song. Yeah, it I, don't matter. I could throw away this grand. I'm, I'm gonna Brian, go ahead and just. Brian, I'm, let me this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Brian McKnight's career ever recovered after that song. No, I no, think no. Kobe, I think Kobe finished Brian McKnight's <laughs> career with that. Kobe did the predator to Brian McKnight's career. Exactly. <laughs> with his rapping, so damn, Kobe. Yeah, he went out of R&B Jewels. Man, took it away from us. But oh, listen, shouts out, man, Lena. Happy birthday, Lena. Let me say, let, let's take it back to the old school. Back about episode seven or eight, a young Joshua Staley was going to sit, was singing for his wife. Do you want to, do you want to bless the listeners with a little bit of stylings as we, as we get out of here? Right, we get out of here, man. I got to, um, <laughs> yeah, I know you, I know you got to get out of here. Getting my R and B voice, man. I'm gonna take it back to her, man. I'm gonna give her something that um most people ain't expecting. <laughs> um, we're gonna go ahead, as you know, uh, if you want to join the conversation. Oh, get it! I've been thinking. You say you're working. Will they get me? Just as soon as your shift is over. If you wanna, if you wanna join the conversation, hit us at the Staley and English Show. That's the Staley A N D English Show at gmail.com. Uh, hit us with your comments and and, and uh, uh, questions. We're starting to take questions of the week, so please send us your questions on iTunes. Like, share, comment. Hit us with the five star. We're looking for as many five stars as possible. Also, you know it. We are on iTunes. One of the very few podcasts that are actually on iTunes. So, man, hit the play, hit the comment, hit the shit. I'm sorry, damn it. Uh, my bad. iHeartRadio. It's late, man. We normally don't record this late. We normally don't record this late. But iHeartRadio. I'm sorry. One of the few podcasts that are on iHeartRadio. So look us up on iHeart, man. We are on there. Um, and, and as well as every every place that you can listen to a podcast, we there. Been a long time coming. Shouts out to Coach Staley. Shouts out to Coach Kurtz. Shouts out to Coach English. Myself, I hate to use myself in the third person, but we've been here for a year, and and we are continuing the grind. We are continuing to bring you the best content that we could possibly bring you. And shouts out because we are nothing without our our loyal listeners you guys coming in tuning in every week Uh, i'm talking about from ireland to africa we appreciate you all day every day and as always always as always oh wait first off shout out to my man coach kurtz you'll be on next week 
Can't wait to get him back. But we are officially the Staley and English show, not featuring Coach Kurtz, but the English and Staley show with Coach Kurtz. This is episode 47, and we out of here. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Put God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Deuce. You hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, Spit that verse or close that deal. The only voice that matters is yours. The fire life. <laughs>